This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Doing on that New Year's resolution, 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. It is a new year. It is 2022. And typically, traditionally, people make resolutions when we flip to a new year. Mm, yeah, it's common. Mm. And I was just wondering um, how people are doing on those four days in. 651 641 1071. How are you doing on that New Year's resolution? You also have to tell us what it is. Like, that's kind of part of the deal. And are you keeping it? We should have done that thing where we ask people to call in their New Year's resolutions and I tell them they're not going to do it. Okay. Should we tell that story? Yeah. Okay. So we thought we would do this really hilarious segment once where the joke was people would call in and tell us what their resolution was and we would run it through the resolution detector and see if they would keep it or not. And then we had somebody call in with a very serious New Year's resolution and we ran it through the resolution maker and see the joke was it was always so going to say you're not going to keep it. I'm not going to yeah. eat donuts. And I'd be like, boop, mm-hmm. boop, 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 beep. Turns out you're eating all the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody goes, I want to give up gambling. And I was like, uh, uh, okay, it, that's not funny. That is called when a segment backfires. Yes, that's when we didn't play the tape when all the way through. Gonna make you embarrassed. That's why we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's we we've gotten really good at playing the tape all the way through. I'm gonna write letters to my son in jail. And we're like, so we're not doing that right now. We're just asking you, how are you doing on that New Year's resolution? How's it going? And it's okay if you if you're already done with it. It's okay if you're like whatever. That's my other question. Okay, six five one six four one one oh seven one. Because in years past I would always I was really ahead of the curve when I used to try to make attainable resolutions. Like a lot of times people would like you turn into the new year and people are like, I'm gonna lose three hundred pounds. I'm gonna work out every minute of every day and I'm gonna grow taller and I'm gonna be a superstar. Okay. Well And you're like, okay, great luck with that. How about just get up and put on some deodorant? So I would that's what I would do. I would make my resolution something like wear appropriate socks. Because I was in a stage of life where I was wearing sweat socks with everything. And I was in a professional job and I really should have been paying better attention to my socks. So my point is, I used to make resolutions that I knew I could keep. And now I just don't even make them anymore. I'm like, oh, it's just another day. I just think like some people are list oriented and goal oriented that way. I'm not usually unless it's very specific. And then if I, you know, set a goal and do the thing, but it's not very time sensitive. Like, am I reflective at the end of the, uh, the end of the year? I think so. And I think that's natural and normal and good to have that sort of like 
reflect on the year behind us and think about the year ahead, but not to the point that it's, you know, the be all and end all, because I would just like to remind you that since the year 2020, I distinctly remember thinking this is going to be the best year ever. Like, like this is going to be an amazing year. Now, in some ways, it actually was a pretty darn good year, despite all of the trauma around the globe for me as an individual. But for me as an individual, the lesson in that year was, you know, sure, think things are going to be amazing, but like maybe don't make it that grandiose because you just don't know. So just like, I don't know if I were going to have any resolution for this year, it would be like, try to be in as in the moment as humanly possible. And sure. It doesn't mean you can't have goals, right? Right. Like you can still save for retirement. You don't have to blow your wad, you know, within the first five minutes of the new year, buying lottery tickets for $500 million, don't which I'm going to be it. doing don't, later. Don't today. tell people about it. Oh, shoot. Secrets. <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. How are you doing on that New Year's resolution? Or maybe you don't make one. I mean, maybe you don't make a New Year's resolution, but maybe there's some sort of other New Year's I, thing you do. Uh, you know, I, I was actually. I'm trying to go for a vibe this year. I'm okay. not trying to go for like some people ch- choose a word of the year. I'm not really. I suppose so my Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And then they scream real loud every time they hear it. Um, no, I'm just trying to like, you You know, you talked about kind of being more present in the moment. Yeah. Mine is like chill. Just chill. <laughs> chill out. Chill, chill out, man. But it, it it's bigger than just like chill, man. It's like not, I don't have to take everything so seriously. Not everything is, you know, uh, needs to rise to the level of, you know, hair on fire. Just chill, man. Just chill. I, you know, having said all the things I said about not having specific goals, I can tell you I actually did uh, have uh, create a very specific goal for the year 2022. Oh. It's the 22,000 challenge. No joke. I completely forgot I was doing this. 20- so you were four days in. No, you but forgot. I actually okay. been doing it. Okay, okay, I, I'm okay. going to give you a mathematical like percentage of how close to my oh, goal okay, I good. actually am. Mm. Somebody at the gym was like, we're doing this 22,000 challenge. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but send me the thing. Okay. You have to do like... You have to sign up for it? Did you have to pay in? No. You have to do 22,000 reps of something. Oh, fun. And each month it's a different movement. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like fork to the mouth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> I was in a good spot with hopefully, that. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, polishing silverware is in there. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> 22,000! It's, it's only the 5th of January. Woo! No. Oh, my um, gosh. This month it's burpees. Oh, fun. So I basically have to do 61 burpees a day. Okay. That sounds gross. And I am 0.92% of the way to my 2022 challenge. I'm so not doing that. Yeah. Who but gets look, to decide what the motion is? Can I just come motion? up with a motion? No, somebody sent me this spreadsheet. The coach at the gym sent the spreadsheet. I think next week or next month it's kettlebells. That's fun. Yeah. Um, but, I, but that's the kind of stuff I'm yeah. in for because, like, that's not, you know. Well, yeah, like, it's it's a goal. It's some it's okay. dumb thing that my friends and I will force each other to do, and then we'll, like, somebody will fail, and we'll be like, I could have told you that she wasn't going to do that. Yeah. She always says she's going to, and then she never does. <laughs> wow. And they're probably talking about me. By the way, that there is a version of that for saving money that I did do one year, and I loved it, and we used the money for a vacation where you... S- there's two ways to do it. You either start the first week or you 
with one dollar or you start the first week with fifty two dollars and you just like put it in an envelope i feel like we've talked about that yeah and by the end of the year you should it's like over two thousand dollars um but it you know the way I, i i did it backwards where like the first week of the year i put 52 dollars in because like it was just christmas and i had like gifts right and i had yeah. like money and i was like okay well i'll put those and then by the end of the year you know last week of the year you put one buck in an envelope and you got all that money i mean i'm all here for stuff like that cuz that's like achievable you know those are like bite size achievable goals right. or like if you're like don't do the like <clears throat> look i'm telling people what to do I wouldn't do the thing that we've probably done before on this very show. I'm not going to eat sugar. Right. Right. Ask me how much sugar I had last week. How much sugar did you have last week? All of it. Yeah. You got 100% on that goal. Yeah. So like, but like maybe, maybe you want to eat no candy bars. Right. That's a fun challenge. Right. Can you make it a year without eating candy bars? I mean, you know, you could find ways to, I'm just saying like, find something that's, you know, achievable versus like, I'm never going to walk on two legs again. So that's the thing is like, you can, you know, I, for example, here's an example. I started doing this with my kids. I would say to them all the time, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. And they were like, what? Okay. And like, it's a mess in their room. And I, I got tired of fighting with them about cleaning it all the way clean. Yeah. And so I've just started to say the words to them, go make your room cleaner. Meaning, get as far as you get, make it not look like a disaster. Yeah. Put some stuff away so that you like aren't overwhelmed by the mess of it. Just make it cleaner. So then I'm like trying to have that same grace with myself where it's like, okay, you know, you don't have to be great at everything. You don't have to be perfect at everything. Just do better at it. Just don't suck so much. I like that. And that's kind of, (laughs) I mean, good luck, but, um, I did a bunch of drawers yesterday. I pulled out a bunch of drawers and cleaned them out because we had the day off and I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to do with my life. It's so damn cold outside. So I did that and I was like, you know, actually, I was like, what if what if each week I just had a different drawer? Yeah. And like every week I was like, what if you just put a post-it on that drawer and you had the whole week? Yeah, to finish it. To, so then it's not like I have to do all the drawers. It's just like each week I'm going to do a drawer. And then yeah. by the end of, you know, however many weeks, your, you know, your drawers are tip top. You got clean drawers. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's good to have goals. I mean, I threw out a bunch of underwear yesterday. You know what? I got rid feeling. of four mm-hmm. garbage bags full of clothing and it felt yeah. amazing. Yeah. Books, DVDs. Yes. All that stuff. That yeah. Stuff that people give you and you're like, oh, I didn't want this move it along y'all move it along when we return on the colleen and bradley show speaking of things we don't want uh sam asgari uh (laughs) did an interview and um we're going to talk about that and so much more and so much more when we come back on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 Mascari is talking. That's not new. Uh, but it's what he's saying and who he's saying it to uh, that we are talking about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, first of all, who the heck is Sam Mascari? I got to explain who Sam is. I don't know. Is. Some people might be like, I don't know the Sam That's Mascari. Britney's fiance. And what's he talking about? Well, Hollywood Life is presenting this article, um, which frankly. It's so obvious, SpawnCon for Sam Asgari. They're presenting it as an actual interview, but it reveals literally nothing. 
Other than um, Hollywood Life must be getting a cut from the SponCon, and I can explain all of this. But also, can we just discuss how pathetic, and we will discuss because you're going to feel like this is equally pathetic as do I, a pathetic, skeezy attempt to make money off his relationship with Britney. Here's the story. I mean, I'm not shocked. You're not shocked. No, but so, I want to hear. So you go on the journey that I went on. Hollywood Life is doing this exclusive interview. And I was like, oh, finally, they're going to have like Sam quoted telling things instead of just pretending it's a source. Right. You know, because so like, like clearly Sam has been talking to places like Hollywood Life before. And he's listed as like an a, exclusive source. A source close to yeah. Sam and Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this one goes... Sam Asghari talks about his new movie role and shares a special gift for fiance Britney Spears. And what follows um, is uh, an interview. Oh. What? Hold on, hold on. What I'm happened? wondering. Uh oh, what oh, happened? They, hold on, hold on. Hold, oh no, okay. All right, it's still there. I thought they had done oh. that thing that articles yes. do where they remove the stuff, and I'm like, okay. Which I hate. But no, here's essentially what follows is an interview, what is presented as an interview with mm-hmm. Sam. And it's like questions like, in the intro section of your brand army site, you mentioned that you have a petting zoo, which I'm assuming is referring to your pets at home. You recently added a new addition to the mix, correct? So that's Hollywood Life talking mm-hmm. to Sam. And I was like, well, I don't understand these words. What's a brand army site and petting zoo? And then I go down to there's another question. You've been getting some solid acting roles, including your recent action film that you did with Mel Gibson. Can you tell us about this? And will you share any behind-the-scenes footage on your Brand Army site? Oh, oh, that's two times. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? Third question from Hollywood Life, exclusive with Sam Mesgari. You shared a video on your Brand Army site on the beach with a dog. Excuse me. Okay, what is this Brand Army <laughs> site? Well, then I realized when I watched, there was a video attached to this. And Sam is answering these questions, which have clearly been posed by probably not even Hollywood Life. Right. Or it was presented to Hollywood Life, do these questions with Sam, here's the video, and you can have this as an exclusive. Like, you don't hear anybody asking the questions. It's just him sitting in a chair answering questions to... Nobody in particular. Exactly. But each and every one of them references this brand army site. Mm. Okay, it is working. Brand army is essentially like an OnlyFans without the purine. Yeah. It's like a non-sexy OnlyFans. Um, although he's got like a sexy Can photo. Can you put that in loose quotes? What? For celebrities. Because Sam well, Asgari. I mean, who's going there for... I mean, yeah, apparently yeah, 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 somebody yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, celebrity more than most, right? Because he's like one right. step away from Britney Spears. And then what you find out on this Brand Army site, again, OnlyFans, no porn, um, you know, for five bucks a month, you get some stuff. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And they're like locked posts from Sam. And at first I'm like, okay, he's making money. It's a side hustle. I mean, he's got to make some money. He's got to leverage his fame. But what what becomes clear very quickly is that a number of these posts reference his relationship with Britney or are just video or photographs of Britney. And I'm like, so dude, you're basically just like grossly making $5 a month off of fans because of your relationship with Britney and that there's just something gross nasty about yeah, that right disgusting. am i am i like totally off track no but That's it's nasty. it's gross but it's also totally on brand for him and i'm not saying that to minimize the feeling of grossness or to you know of this it's gross it just is gross because, like, if you want to make money on yourself, Sam Asgari, that's fine. Like, your acting career, you want to post some shirtless photos, make $5 a month. Heck, do an OnlyFans. No, you don't You don't even have to do the pern if you're a, a, quote, celebrity. Right. You could just show us some shirtless photos, and I bet you'd make millions. But I feel like when you include stuff with Britney, that's just weird. Yeah. Because is she making any of that money? Like, there's a video, for example, of her on horseback, and he says, it's seven seconds of her on horseback. This is a post that everybody gets access to. It's just sort of like a tease. uh But normally, this is the kind of stuff you're paying $5 a month for. Yeah, like when you go to his site, most of the videos are blurred, but that one you can watch. And it says, love horseback riding with my love. We love the exercise and fresh air. Like, is she getting any of that money? Right. Like, I just don't feel like we need to even create the impression that somebody's taking advantage of her right now. No, but the pro, well, and that this is the part that should make you sad is that she, he was allegedly the one who made her realize or at least helped her get to where she is today, realizing that her whole family was taking advantage of her. Yes. And now I'm just saying, Brittany girl, we're here for you. We see it. Well, I just hope other people around him are like, dude, could you just maybe like tone it down a minute right now? Yeah. Anyway. Oof. Mm -hmm. You're on notice. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them and we're going to tell you all about them. Celebrity D bags after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. Oh, we are not going to go easy. On these celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show. Thank you. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. You gotta turn that mic on. There you are. Uh, celebrities behaving badly. We'd love to tell you about them and we call them a name. What name do we call them? Colleen Lindstrom. What rude. What? Oh no, D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
This one's a twofer. Okay. It's a New Year's Eve twofer. A New Year's Eve D-bag twofer. Andy Cohen. Oh, yeah. And Don Lemon. Oh, no. What did Don Lemon do? Not Don Lemon. Um, he, he, he drunkenly ranted during CNN's New Year's Eve Live. Uh, I don't give a bleep what you think about me. What do you think about that? I'm a grown, successful man. Oh, gosh. And he went on and on and on and on. Okay. And on. Why? And I just want to say, and and similarly, our friend Andy Cohen went on a drunken tear where he um, took down former mayor Bill de Blasio. Um, and I think he had some stuff to say about Ryan Seacrest. And he just was... Oh, what did he say? A about little Ryan extra. Crusty. Um, that I don't really know because I didn't stick around to watch. First of all, I was sound asleep when people were ringing in the new year. Um, but from what I've read in headlines, Andy Cohen, he just was tipsy and doing stuff and saying things and whatever. And I just want to offer that maybe it's maybe when you're doing your job, maybe concerning yourself. With taking shots with people is not maybe the best plan because Andy Cohen at least had to had to felt compelled to issue an apology for his behavior. What did did he say? He said he was overserved. Oh, oh, that implies a passivity that ooh uh, Ooh, passivity. It's like raccoon, (laughs) raccoon passivity. It's my new way of speaking. Fancy. Fancy. Right. That like he didn't have any control over his imbibing. Yeah. Like you were over served. No, you yeah. over drank. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you put, you, you put the beverages to the beverage. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I didn't watch. I don't know anything about some of my best friends are Andy Cohen. Not at all. Mm, that's actually not, that's um, not a fact. But my point is like, I am predisposed to look uh, askance at Mr. Cohen. I've right. also been waiting diligently because I've got other things in the hopper on the playlist uh, to listen to uh, Beyond the Blinds episode on Andy Cohen. But it's like an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can put up with an hour and 45 minutes, Andy Cohen. But I'm curious to hear what the blinds have to say about him because we've talked about him controversially in the past. So I'm curious to see what they have to say. I'm here for it is what I'm saying. Yeah, Get the yeah, yeah. popcorn. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a little shade Andy Cohen's way. I'll also, because I just have like a weird, like, I'm like, you sure made a lot of money off making women fight, which seems a little well problematic I, these days. Although, uh, I you know, uh, I get it. Can I also throw a little um, kerosene on your flame? Do you recall what it was? And listen, I, I want to be very clear that what I'm about to say has nothing to do with my own personal beliefs, but it is what it is. Do you remember what did in the relationship between and uh, Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, namely her role on this New Year's Eve? Well, yeah, special. she did that head thing with the president. Right. So they, they didn't they wanted to remove themselves from the way that she Yes, there is Spoke a little bit of a, of a double politician. S- there is a double standard. Exactly. Yeah, it's not quite the same as like holding no, no, no. a decapitated head it's of super a person, is not. but I take your point and I think it's valid in that 
you know, I think she got done dirty by Anderson Cooper, mm-hmm. although, you know, Anderson Cooper ain't going to tell us. It's, so it's hard to know uh, the truth or both sides. But um, I feel like she got done dirty. And I think Andy Cohen did her dirty, too. I think Andy Cohen probably gets a break. Oh, well, yeah, he certainly yeah, he did her dirty in, in for her job. Her show. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm just saying that there's a lot of double standarding in that friend uh, circle or frenemy circle or any whatever it is now. Yeah. Um, and she called it out. But he just, I don't know. I have a distaste anyway for oh. for him. For Why a- are you Andy Cohen? Him? I same reasons you are. I just think he's. I don't. He's a piece of work. And I just this whole like I was overserved and it. Ugh, just you know what. When it comes to work with booze, you lose. Okay. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. I, I also say, like, watching, um, I also say, I also think, like, watching um, those boobs be drunk on CNN's countdown for the new year is just not, not something I would do anyway. No. No. But I can choose to not watch it. Right. So. Well, I definitely chose uh, to not watch it because I was watching my dreams. Yeah, I was pr- mm-hmm. I was pretty asleep. Oh, sun yeah. logs. It yeah. felt good. Real Sleeping nice. is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you, if if how you ring in the new year is any indication of the year forward, I am asleep. Yes, please. Thank you. More of that. My D bag. Thanks for asking. Who's your D bag? Is Kevin Spacey. Specifically, Kevin Spacey in Croatia. Because uh, I guess it's time to launder your crap personality slash image. Here's a headline for you. This, this is so weird. Disgraced Kevin Spacey makes rare appearance as he steps out in Croatia with film director Yakov Sedler after being ordered to pay Netflix $31 million over sexual harassment violation. So I'm like, what? Okay, so apparently Yakov has a relationship or a close friendship with Kevin that began some 12 years ago when Martin Sheen, who played Yura Zavko in Yakov's 1990 film Our Lady, introduced the two. Okay, you're saying so many words. I know, and they don't make sense. (laughs) Essentially, um, they became friends, so Kevin Spacey was like, sure, I'll show up in Croatia because I ain't getting any... Attention here. Oh, my gosh. Good attention. So, apparently, Yakov actually spoke publicly about hosting Kevin for the holiday period. What I love, though, is please look at the photos. <laughs> this, this whole story what? sounds like when It sounds Dennis like Russian Rodman, propaganda. Well, it just reminds me of when Dennis Rodman went to visit so, North Korea. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Please look at the photos, though. Does it not look like a completely staged photo shoot? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so much secondhand embarrassment. And And it's like he's walking with a book about Croatia. No, the book is called, like, The History... Oh, let's see. Uh, Because it actually called it out in this article. Understanding Understanding Croatia. Croatia. The actor walked with the book Understanding Croatia, (laughs) tucked under his arm, as he got involved in the chat with his hosts. Which, by the way, the hosts are... Yakov and his uh, attractive younger son, uh-huh. who Kevin Spacey is sidled up next yeah. to, her. and I was just like, I don't, I don't feel like I would have my no. hot son near Kevin no. Spacey. Anyway, <laughs> just look at the rest of the photos; they're all like him looking around. It's it's like Kim Jong, uh, which one? Are, uh, 
is currently the leader of North Korea, Un. Kim Jong Un. Yep. You know, like he he would go to like a supermarket or something yeah. and look at the you know all of the stocked shelves and be like, oh, look at this amazing thing. Yeah. It's it looks like propaganda yes. footage of Kevin Spacey adoring the you know the sights and sounds and local attractions of Zagreb, <laughs> which is just begs the question, why? Oh gosh. Um. Also. No, I'm not. I just, you know, um, Kevin Spacey looks like he hasn't been working for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, he looks rough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's just got that not so fresh. This whole thing looks very, very rough. You know, I'm very disappointed that we didn't get a Kevin Spacey YouTube video from Croatia on Christmas. You know, whatever happened to his own personal propaganda videos? Remember, he did like two of them where he basically was pretending he was Frank Underwood, his character from House of Cards, threatening that he's coming back. But like. Yeah, we never got that video this year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he can stay in 2021 or 2020 or 2019. I don't remember when we last. stop taking it out on, you know, small uh, Baltic republics. Yes. You know, like, what did they do? What did they do to you? Ugh. All right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to watch the trailer for the Janet Jackson documentary that's coming up. Oh, but I need to do that in the break. You know what? I, I You know what? Maybe we can play it here. It's There's no swears. It's a trailer. Um, because I think you still, without getting the moving picture images, you still will get a feel for what we have to look forward to in this documentary that it has come with uh, the cooperation of Janet Jackson. So she's basically like throwing the doors wide open to her life. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the trailer and what it may or may not reveal about what we're going to maybe or maybe not learn about in this documentary when we come back after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, you know, I remember when we first started hearing about this Janet Jackson documentary that she cooperated with. We were like, ooh, this is going to be good, right? Because she's so private. Um, like, you hardly ever. Well, Jackson's notoriously, with the exception of uh, La 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 Life with LaToya. LaToya are notoriously uh, secretive. Right. Well, we heard it secretive so much as just private. private. Right. Um, So we've heard about this. It's a two part four hour documentary called Janet, and it will be premiering on January 28th on A&E and Lifetime. Janet, you Janet. They should call it that. (laughs) Janet Uary. It is Janet Uary for us because we've been really looking forward to this. Well, they uh, dropped a trailer and I watched it with a, a very close eye because I thought, OK, you know, trailers, they don't tell you anything, but they get you excited about what you may or may not hear. And I yeah. thought, OK, well, the 28th is kind of far away. It's 24 days from today. What? can we get excited about that might show up in this trailer? Now, before we play any of the trailer, it's a pretty lengthy trailer. Like, what are the things that you're hoping to hear her talk about? Uh, Michael? Yep. Um, What it was really like to work on Good Times. You might hear that. Because I loved uh, that show. Mm -hmm. And I loved Penny. Um, But you also want to hear about her ex, Mm -hmm. right? I were they they were married, right? Her I think I don't remember. Were they married? 
I think Gosh, they were. Yes, yeah. they were. I want to mm-hmm. hear about Catherine Jackson. Mm-hmm. Catherine, are you okay? Yep. You know, there was this period where she was accused of sort of coordinating with pieces of the family to keep Catherine Jackson under lock and key. Mm-hmm. Did that have to do something with Michael's estate? I think so. Or the custody of the kids, maybe? I think it was actually a custody thing. I think so, too. Because, yes, yeah, it was most definitely You want to hear thing. about Nipplegate? Oh, well, yeah. You want to hear from her angle? You want to hear about her secret child? Remember when we all learned that she had a child? Yeah. Okay, so I think that you're going to hear some things about those things. How much you're going to hear, I don't know. And I don't think the trailer actually illuminates how exactly how wide the door will be open to these conversations. But let's play a little bit of that trailer so that you know a little bit of the feel of it. Your father had a vision to get us out of Gary. He gave up his fatherhood to get them in the business. The Jackson Five. There were times when I just didn't understand where I actually fit in. God, she sounds like Michael. My father was very strict. He was in charge of my life, my career. My father said, you're going to sink. I want to be the one in control. I think I have to start being independent. The most important thing was for her to take that stage and own it. It's just decided that no one has ever seen it. Seeing Janet as a mother warms my heart. It's Catherine. Who are you closest to in the family? Randy. (laughs) And Mike. Mother, how do you feel talking about Mike? I can't. So then you go in this trailer goes into conversations about Michael and her relationship with Michael, where she basically, I mean, we know how close they were. And Mm -hmm. she said it right there that he was the person she was closest to. And she talks about what the allegations against him did for her career. And she said, you know, it dragged me down too. I was basically guilty by association. Yeah. And that's about as far as they go in the trailer in terms of how she's going to talk about Michael and what happened around Michael Jackson. But you're right, Bradley. The first thing that struck me is how much she sounds like Michael. Yeah. I thought it was, was I know. Michael Jackson when I first listened to that clip and I wasn't watching it. Yes. I was like, oh, they're doing archival interviews. Isn't that wild? And um, Catherine is involved in the documentary. They do interview her, uh, as you heard there. She was married to that Wassam Almana for five years. They divorced and or separated. I guess they're not even actually divorced, hmm. but separated in 2017. I don't know if they're legally divorced or not, but that was a big deal because she seemed to have like, you know, I don't know. She seemed to really have been in a very private place. And then after sort of leaving that relationship, became public away in, in a way. And in fact, didn't we see her? It must have been like 2018. Yeah, we saw her when Concert? they were married. I I thought. Oh, well, maybe or was it, was it right after? No, it was right I after it they was were married. After because she there was this or whole thing about were, how yeah. she felt like she couldn't, you know, do her thing because you know he didn't want her to be so public or to be so, you know, um, like do the concert thing again. Right, right. You're right. It was. It was right after they split that we saw her in concert. In any case, apparently the the big things you will learn about are uh, kind of her response to Michael, 
um, you will. She will talk about that. Janet Jackson had a secret baby in the eighties. Do you remember that whole scandal? I kind of do. So she was I, she was in a relationship with El DeBarge, James yeah. DeBarge. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and that marriage apparently was annulled. I did not know it that. was annulled. Yeah, exactly. Um, after they eloped in 1984, she was 18. He was 21 years old. Um, and there there has always been a rumor. There has been a rumor for quite some time that they had a daughter that nobody knew about. Now, you don't. You don't get the answer to that in this trailer, but they do acknowledge that she's going to talk about it. She does, of course, have a child um, with her with her former husband that we talked about with Sam Elmana. Um, but the thing that is intriguing about this documentary is that because she's so intensely private, you you only get sort of whiffs of who she really is and you can sort of into it what you think her experience was of life being the sister of the Jackson five. Yeah. Um, but she's going to apparently go deep. This is a four hour documentary. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you know, you look forward to these kinds of things in the sense that you're hoping for bits and pieces of truth that we haven't heard from before. And, that said, I also you you kind of have to keep one eye cocked uh, or eyebrow sort of arched mm-hmm. to like appreciate that this is what she wants us to hear. Right. And from a family that's so private, I don't doubt that a lot of this is curated in terms of how it's being presented. And are we going to get a total unvarnished truth? Probably not. You know, but that's fine. Um, but for what it's worth, it's certainly the first chance we've had to hear directly from her. Right. We'll get her of version topics. of what she yeah. wants us to know. Exactly. Right. Which is exactly. which is more than we normally get. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I would just like to also prepare us all. For the fact that she she is going to probably defend her brother because yeah. that is always what we've heard from the Jacksons. And I just don't think that that's going to change. Yeah. And I hope that however that pans out, it doesn't tarnish like the, the entirety of her story and the way that she tells it. I don't think we have any reason to expect that she's going to tell us anything that we that is a secret or that we shouldn't know or that we don't already know about the allegations surrounding Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I, also I think, expect that like, that'll be a headline. Assuming she doesn't have a role in any of this, I don't think it's, you know, like you don't hold her accountable for something her sibling did. That said, you got to wonder how that affects a person. Right. As a sibling to and, have your sibling accused of such heinous Things which she may or may not have witnessed. I mean, right. that we won't find out, I'm assuming, or maybe she will talk about that. I don't know. But that's the part that she does clearly talk about when she says, um, you know, that she felt sort of guilty by association uh, after those allegations came to light about yeah. her brother, Michael Jackson. Uh, she said the, her exact words were um, uh, that the, the, when asked about her, the allegations against her brother and how it affected her career, she said, quote, guilty by association. Guess that's what they call it. Right. And so those are sort of the sound bites that they're using to sell this big four hour documentary. Again, it'll kick off on January 28th. It'll be both on Lifetime and on A&E two hours each night or, you know, one half on two nights. Um, and And it will cover kind of all the things you've always thought you wanted to know 
about Janet Jackson. I personally, like, again, I feel like I know kind of how she's going to walk around the Michael stuff. The one I really want to hear her talk about is Nipplegate. Because is that not the... Well, we've always wanted to hear her voice. Yeah, and that's something low stakes. I mean, it's not low stakes for her, but like low stakes in the sense that I think she can really share her own perspective unencumbered by those around her. Like that, this is one that directly involves her and that her opinions, you know, we're curious for. Right. And they matter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, hey, speaking of TV, what was your favorite holiday weekend watch? 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. What were you watching over the weekend after this on My Talk 1071?